0: Hey, what's up, BTC fam? It's your pleb next door, St. Bitcoin. Welcome to Pleb Talk Podcast, where Bitcoiners worldwide will get their voices heard, stories shared, and take us on their very own journeys. This is episode two, Young Nick at Nick Can't Mine, The Pleb Life. Yo, 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 what is going on, plebs at St. Bitcoin? I'm here with the very first interview of Pleb Talk Podcast. I am super excited to be bringing you one of our local plebs. And I think he's somebody who really embodies what a Bitcoin pleb is. He is Young Nick at Nick Can't Mine. And I am amped to have this dude on the chat today.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, guys? <laughs> nice, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. Super honored to be
0: uh, having you on the first interview, man. The first of many, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really happy that you chose me out of everyone on Bitcoin Twitter to be the first. You know, when I was
0: getting more into Bitcoin maximalism, you were you were one of the first plebs that I added. And so I just enjoyed your content. And then I reached out to you that one time to uh, practice some uh, partially signed transactions. So, you know, I just thought it'd be cool to have you as the first guest.
1: Yeah, man, I, I really appreciated that. Um, I thought it was really cool how you reached out to me because no one else on bitcoin twitter has ever you know said hey can i you know practice sending you some sats and then you're like and i don't even want them back you know you can just keep them
0: i guess innovation in whatever way possible through through you know like generosity random acts of kindness
1: oh definitely the more you talk around people on bitcoin twitter and see like you know who's done what for you know who and you know you do stuff for people and people do stuff for you everyone on bitcoin twitter is super generous super nice super kind can't say the same for crypto twitter but bitcoin <laughs> twitter is just a completely different place yeah man
0: super cool dude super cool Right now, you're sharing your greatest asset, which is your time. You know, like I know you mentioned you, you got college going on, you got a job, you know, you got homework, you got to eat clean. You, and then you got to cram in all the Bitcoin stuff after that. You know, you got friends, family, bunch of stuff going on at once.
1: It it, it gets really overwhelming. <laughs> and, you know, I, I I'm only 19. And I just feel like I, I don't have enough time for anything like that. I really want to do in life because, I, you know, like I said before, I'm in school, I'm in college and I, I almost have straight A's except for one class. But it's like, that's not what makes me happy right now. What makes me happy is Bitcoin and just living my life. Are you just like slamming down podcasts like in between like classes, work, driving home and well, listening to podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. That's what I mean. After a while of listening to music for, you know, three, three and a half hours, I got kind of bored of it and (laughs) I just started downloading podcasts. Nice.
0: Expanding your mind, buddy.
1: It really does. It really is. And I've learned so much, so much. That's cool, dude. One of the things
0: I wanted to uh, say to you, actually encourage you with is um, don't let uh, you being young, you know, don't think of that as a bad thing. It's really cool to see where you are, kind of what you've been telling us. That's like the same spot where I was when I was 19 and like getting my freelancing career started and like, you know, getting life all figured out and stuff like that. It's cool to see you, you know, uh, uh, really caring about your finances, the future, what you can do to help others. that, And you're doing it through Bitcoin. You're doing it through this medium, through this revolution. And, and uh, I think you're doing all the right things, ma'am.
1: Thank you. I, I really would not want to be doing anything other than Bitcoin <laughs> right now. It's, it's amazing to be here. And I'm so grateful that I got into it.
0: I was actually having a conversation with FF2K, Fartface2000. One of the plebs, one of the OGs. He was telling me that where I am now is a young person also. That's where he was when uh, he was young too. So it it was encouraging to hear that. So I'm passing down that little uh, nugget, that little Satoshi to you, man. You could could stick that in your cold storage and smoke it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And then when I get older, I'm going to pass it down to whoever else needs it, you know? Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's cool. So you got your own podcast going on. You got your own community pleb chat going on, man. Tell us a little bit about that. This episode's about you, buddy.
1: So, what I do is mainly on YouTube right now, but I'm going to try and get it on Apple Podcasts. It's called the Get to Know the People of Bitcoin podcast. It's really similar to what you do. I just want to sit down with people and talk about them, talk about their story, you know, introduce them to the rest of Bitcoin Twitter. Or just normal people who are looking to get into Bitcoin are interested in it. My main reason behind it was when people get into Bitcoin, I feel like they're like, oh, you know, because they listen to the news only. They're like, oh, it's yeah. for criminals. It's for, you know, people doing bad things, people buying illegal things.
0: They haven't taken the red pill yet or oh, the yeah. orange pill, and, the orange pill.
1: And it's like, it's not. You talk to all these Bitcoiners and they're people just trying to, you know, make their lives better. They actually give a shit about, you know, real-world stuff. Every Bitcoiner I've met, like, actual Bitcoiner, not Shitcoiner, like, has been an amazing person with, like, good intentions about everything. It's... It's totally not what, you know, normies think. <laughs> I totally agree, man. The crypto land is just really wacky,
0: man. Like, that's all I can say. But every Bitcoiner that I've met, not only are they stacking sats towards a better tomorrow, but they're just all well-rounded people. And it's, and it's really cool that uh, Bitcoin is like this medium that just connects all of us together
1: yeah i saw a uh, dr bitcoin md tweet the other day talking about oh, dr. how Bitcoin's um, cool yeah <laughs> he was talking about how uh bitcoin just naturally attracts and gravitates the smartest minds around the world to it you know it, it's really got some of the smartest people in the world in this space but yeah whereas crypto like gravitates all the idiots <laughs> <laughs> It, they it gravitates all the people looking for their shit coin to do like a fifty x in an hour. It just yeah, man. It, everyone's it, smoking hopium over there, you know. It reminds me of like you know that meme with the cat with the pants on and the snow, and he's like, "Fuck they doing over there?" Yeah, like, like yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what it <laughs> reminds me. Of.
0: Nice. So before we get to hear about your journey through Bitcoin, like like from where you started or crypto, you know wherever you started from where you were to where you are now give me your take on bitcoin twitter man as a as a pleb like past the shit posting and the trolling i know the space means a lot more to many people so so what does it mean to you
1: when i first created my um bitcoin twitter account i didn't create it specifically for that i created it a long time ago when i was in like middle school maybe elementary middle school late i mean early high school and all I did was follow, like, soccer accounts and meme accounts and stuff. And after a while, I just wanted to, you know, make a Bitcoin account to talk strictly Bitcoin and, um, well, at the time, shitcoins. So I just deleted all my tweets, unfollowed everyone, because I really didn't feel like making a whole new account. And I just started, you know, from the ground up. I think I had, like, 20 followers, but they were all from soccer accounts. So, you know, they all unfollowed me. So pretty much zero. I just started tweeting about shit with zero followers until people started following me i just learned so much from following people like matt odell oh yeah no doubt especially other like not big name bitcoiners you know like anonymous people have taught me so much shout out to psychedelic El Bardo. yeah <laughs> he, he has helped me so much on twitter and he's always been there for me and I, I just had to give him a shout out because he oh, is Oh man
0: Bartos Pleb Dad, man. Like, <laughs> dude, he's awesome.
1: He's yeah. an amazing Bitcoiner. Like he he really helped me so much and I can't thank him enough for that.
0: Bitcoin just it just draws great people, man. It's it's awesome.
1: Tell us in however you see
0: fit your journey to uh where you are now, right now.
1: So when I first ever heard about bitcoin bought it it was on the same day i remember i don't remember what month or exact day but it was in the fall of my senior year of high school which you know wasn't too uh, long ago what year was it if you don't mind me asking 2017 I had just got off from school and I had soccer practice in a few hours and I'm in my basement on my computer playing Overwatch and, and just on, you know, soccer Twitter and stuff. And my brother and his friends come downstairs and they're talking about some guy named Satoshi Nakamoto and <laughs> Bitcoin's making everyone rich and I completely uninterested, just ignored them, you know, doing what yeah. I do on my computer. And I open up Twitter and I followed some YouTubers. This one YouTuber called Noah J four five six. He tweeted out a screenshot of the price and he was like, Oh my God, Bitcoin. And then I saw this guy named Keemstar tweet about like, Oh, I just made X amount of money. I don't remember what he said, but um yeah. and I'm like okay, maybe there's actually something to this. So my brother got me to download a Coinbase account and I really didn't want to buy any. The only money I had was I worked a retail job over the summer and then I uh, break leaves, shovel snow, do stuff like that. I remember I bought $50 worth of Bitcoin that day. Nice. And let me tell you, it went down, I think about (laughs) two cents before I sold it. And I was like, I'm never doing that shit again. I'm not losing money in a scam. And I kind of left it alone for a little bit and i kept seeing people post about it more and i was like i I just gotta know more about it the more i learned about it i was just kind of thinking man how did i let this opportunity go past me you know i've been on the internet since i was a kid how have i never known about this magic internet money you know
0: what you didn't know was your hands were actually being forged in the bitcoin fire man your weak hands were turning into strong hands
1: oh i Definitely. (laughs) I definitely don't sell when it goes down two cents anymore. (laughs) Um, One of my main ways of research back then, which I will never do now, was crypto YouTube, which is a terrible place. (laughs) um, I've spent some time on there before. (laughs) And I listened to this one guy all the time. He just sounded like he knew what he was talking about. They all, yeah, like when you don't know much, they all sound like they know what they're talking about. Yeah, and you know at the time it was a bull market and you know everyone looks like a genius in it when you can't tell like on twitter if people are really popping or if they're not because you know they're buying followers and shit so they're really not as big as you know you think they are you know i'm doing what you shouldn't be doing and like taking financial advice from them and shit and i'm like oh my god this coin's only you know seven dollars it can you know do exactly what bitcoin did blah 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 it can go to 20k you know all that shit yeah after a while like some solid solid research i got in contact with psychedelic obardo on twitter and i was like i dm him i was like hey like right now i'm kind of in some shit coinery why do you choose to be a maximalist and he was just telling me like that's fine if you're into that like i know he gives some you know people some shit on twitter about it but do what you want with your money i used to be into shit coins too at reasons x y and z bitcoin's just better and i kind of took those reasons and researched them some more and i was like these shit coins really they're not good because like <laughs> i started out with like a full portfolio like i remember i went on the app abra and i put like 10 bucks into like every oh, coin.
0: Oh, back in the day man uh, i had a whole shit coin supreme pizza
1: man yeah. <laughs> and i remember after a while like i kept cutting it down making it smaller and smaller till eventually it got to my portfolio just being Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And after a while, especially to a noob, you kind of see Ethereum and Litecoin as these two coins that are just kind of up there with Bitcoin. Like, you know, you don't really talk yeah. shit about them. You know, yeah. they're really good. I really didn't want to like Ethereum. I don't know why. So I kept researching into why it wouldn't work. And i that's all I found. I didn't find any reasons to why it <laughs> would work. I just found more <laughs> reasons why it was trash. Brother Bartow kind
0: of helped you take the red pill, man.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I can't think I'm enough for that. Yeah. And then after the Ethereum, I just had Litecoin and Bitcoin for a while. And I was just kind of like, there's no reason to even have Litecoin because Bitcoin can, you know, do everything yeah. Litecoin can and better and it's more secure. And I don't want to, you know, waste money on Litecoin when I can, you know, have the sats instead. So I yeah. sold all my Litecoin for Bitcoin and I haven't turned back. Yeah. Screw Litecoin. Bitcoin, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then, Nice, man. One thing also, ever since I dumped my shit coins, that's when I really started to learn you know, before uh, I went full Bitcoin, Bitcoin maximalist pleb,
0: you got to keep up with all them shit coins, man, and, and just all the, <laughs> all the garbage they put out every day.
1: Oh, I know, and it's 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 just it's stupid. so annoying. Going to sleep one night and waking up with a completely different amount of Bitcoin, because you know the whole reason you trade shit coins is to get more Bitcoin. You know, every night when I go to sleep and I wake up, I know I have the same amount of Bitcoin or more because I'm stacking Sats.
0: You know that phase is uh, a rite of passage for many uh, strong hodlers of last resort. <laughs> they got to build up their strong hands, man. And and uh, I have a whole journey I'll share too. And, you know, I went through that whole phase too, but that's how you
1: got to learn. So. in the fall of 2018, I was like all in on this one shit coin and I got so lucky. I don't think I could ever pull it off again because I put like 400 bucks into it like 450 it did like a, (laughs) I think a close to 400% increase because it was at shitcoin electronium and they announced the mobile miner and like it just went crazy and it just went all the way up and I don't know how much you know Bitcoin I started out with in it I just know it was like around 450 USD but I sold it all for Bitcoin at the top and I never looked back and I'm so happy I did that
0: that's good yeah if you would
1: uh, have kept it you you would have just got wrecked oh yeah, now it's it's right now. I think it's currently below what I originally bought it at. You're I feel like your education just really doesn't start till you Bitcoin only because a lot of people yeah. they hold these shit coins. If you're you know got a heavy bag of let's say like Ethereum, for example, and people are telling you the facts on why Ethereum sucks, it's just gonna go right in one ear and out the other. you know, you're just not gonna want to face the truth that it sucks. I feel like one of the best ways is to not own any crypto at all and just do solely, you know, research only on Bitcoin. And then you're like, OK, this is what I have to put my money into. When when I first got into Bitcoin, I had a completely different outlook on life to what I do now. Even like, you know, what I wanted to do career wise back then, completely different to what I want to do now. My life's just got so much better ever since I got into Bitcoin. It really has.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome especially with the stacking sats, when you really start stacking sats, dollar cost averaging, living below your means, and just really thinking about the future more, a lot of different parts in your life start to change. You know, even stuff that might not even be related to investing or Bitcoin, like it just, uh, it's like, a uh, it's just an effect.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I remember- I I didn't want to say ripple effect because ripple shit coin. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the shit coins I hate the most, I tell you. But uh, I remember when I first got in, I was like, man, I can't wait to get rich off this. I'm a, you know, get a Ferrari, a Lambo. I'm going to get a big ass house. I'm going to get this and that. But now it's kind of like, man, I want my kids to be balling. I want my grandkids to be balling. I don't care too much about all this stuff. Like I drive a Toyota. It's not a Ferrari, but like it gets me from point A to point B. You know what I mean?
0: You're not doing a lot of things that I guess a lot of millennials are doing. You're not trying to impress people and you're not trying to live uh, a fake reality. like you're doing things now, you're sacrificing things now, and you know, like you're learning good character and stuff like that. So you can become a more successful person tomorrow and have a better life for you know you and your family and those around you.
1: Bro, debt. That- especially student debt, it, it scares me, man. I went to college too. I went to a trade school. You know,
0: man, if you can put your education to good use or you, you just really put your heart to something, you can get that debt paid down pretty quick.
1: Definitely. My senior year of high school, towards the end of it, um, I was freaking out, man, because I had no idea what I wanted to do uh, college-wise. Where I come from, um, I live sort of near Washington, D.C., your your personal status is a really big thing here. You know, a lot of people got a lot of big egos and shit like that. Oh, and yeah. I uh, work in the
0: entertainment industry, so, so uh, I totally get what you mean.
1: Where I went to school, you know, everyone's bragging about, you know, what colleges they got accepted into, where they're going, how smart they are, you know, how successful they're going to be. And I ended up choosing not to go away to a four-year university, Because I just wanted to go to a community college, get a job, and stack sats. Man, the kids who get clowned for making the uh, choice to go to community college is insane. While those same kids who clown them are neck deep in student debt. And it's just like...
0: A lot of these people that are the ones that are, you know, making fun of people for, like you said, for going to community college or like a trade school, like they're going to college for things that they're probably not going to get a job in.
1: Well, some of the kids I went to school with, I remember this one girl, she got accepted into a pretty big uh, university, like in state that I knew well. I was asking her, like, why do you want to go to that college? Like, what do you want to study? And she's like, oh, I don't really know what I want to study yet. But I really like the football team. I really like the campus. They have good food. And I'm like, just thinking that's not why you should go to a college. Like that people like that, they're just making bad choices in life. And dude, I know people who are neck deep in college debt. They have car payments they got to do. They got credit card stuff. I'm just worried for them, you know, like and I I've brought up Bitcoin every every now and then and they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's a scam. I don't want to be in that. That's kind
0: of a common reaction. But when you really believe in something, you live it also. And, you know, whether people believe what you say or not or like what you say or not, you just do you and you just share it regardless, you know?
1: Yeah. When I'm with my friends, I try and not talk about finances that much just because I don't really want to talk about finances. I'd rather talk about, (laughs) you know, other stuff. But secretly, you'd really like to talk about
0: finances, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like I, I have one friend who I can talk about Bitcoin with, and that's about it. Everyone well, hey, else... man,
0: you got to keep the circle small sometimes, too.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. I don't want any fake people in my life at all. I remember
0: you've been saying that you're in college, and I forgot to ask you. I was actually really interested, if you don't mind me asking, what are you going to college for?
1: I love sports. I watch nice. it all the time, mainly soccer. I can sometimes watch football or hockey or something, but mainly soccer. My initial thought was a a physical therapist. There was a local physical therapy clinic near my house. I went online, saw that they were hiring. I applied, got the job, and I've been working there ever since. Making good money, too. I, I actually really enjoy what I do there. I start patients on their exercises. I take them off their ice and heat. You know, I, I really just help run the clinic and do whatever they need me to do. And um, that's what I really want to do. But after talking to some of the therapists and working there for a year, it's not really something I want to do anymore. Would you drop it all and do a Bitcoin-related career? 100%. Nice. 100%. Like, <laughs> One of my biggest fears is getting a career that I don't like, you know, working for a company that I don't like, you know, working with coworkers that I hate. And a nine to five just scares me, man. Where I come from, I know a lot of kids who say like, oh, you know, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to beat the system. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that but they don't take any you know they talk the talk but they don't walk the walk you know what i mean like they don't take any actual steps into doing what they want to do in life and it's like i've seen way too many people say shit like that and then grow up not doing what they ever wanted to do never taking the risk and then they just live like a somewhat miserable life and i don't want to be a part of any of that i want to make my own future you know what i mean I totally understand you, bro. And uh, I definitely think we got the the same
0: mindset on things. And
1: and also, you know, we grow up, we watch, you know, rappers and YouTubers and stuff make a career for themselves. They live these super nice lives. Like there's some people on YouTube who are way younger than me and, they, you know, they're taking vacations to Hawaii. You know, yeah. they're they're doing all this nice shit. And I'm like, damn, I want to do that. Like, I want to be just as successful as they are. I don't care about (laughs) the popularity as much. Yeah,
0: yeah. But But like. Just the freedom, the financial freedom.
1: The financial freedom and the time to do it. Like, I don't want to be able to do it when I'm like 70, 80 years old and I can't, you know.
0: That's backwards.
1: Yeah. I want to do fun shit now. I want to, you know, be financially successful as soon as possible. But I'm not going to blow it. But you know what I mean?
0: even if you're not exactly in the spot where you want to be at you said you have a great job that gives you a good income so it's up to you to be wise with that money and put it to good use like you obviously are and all these things that you're talking about are, are going to manifest in the future you know
1: yeah man i've really been you know living below my means i like almost ne- i don't eat out often Unless like my parents pay for it or something. Um, I, I almost never buy clothes. And when I do, I make sure it's on sale and I use, you know, Lolly to get sats back. Yeah. So, you know, it just pays for it in the future. Man, I've just been living pretty frugally and put in as much as I can into Bitcoin. And I've been enjoying every step of the way.
0: That's awesome, man. I actually got a funny question for you, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, um, go ahead. <laughs> sure. I got to ask you your opinion. Which one do you think is worse and why? A no-coiner, a shady bitcoiner who shills shady Bitcoin services. I don't have a name for that yet. We got to come up with a cool name or a shit-coiner.
1: Ooh, um, I guess you can call the the shady Bitcoin guy like a closet shit-coiner or whatever. Okay. A closet shitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I want to say a shit coiner because you know they're going out teaching people. You know, buy my shit coin. You know, pump my bags. You know, do this, do that. I, but I feel like they're uh, they're just uneducated, and no coiners are just uneducated at all, unless you're like Peter Schiff. Actually Peter Schiff definitely has Bitcoin so I'm not even include him in that. The worst would probably be the shady guy cuz you know I think so, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows better than that and you know, he can't be doing that shit, man. Just like you shared earlier
0: in this episode and all of us Bitcoiners share eventually You have a journey that gets you to um, where you are in Bitcoin today, right? So you Mm -hmm. have a journey that takes you to the truth, right? The shady Bitcoin uh, service guy, he has come to the truth already, and he has seen that other people have come to the truth. And then he takes advantage of their, I guess, lack of education and and, uh, tries to siphon their Bitcoin, man. I don't like that. I think that's very deceptive.
1: I, it's really scummy man I, think, I don't i think that's the worst of all i don't fuck with that shit at all
0: yeah there was there was that one dude who was uh the six uh, percent interest you know on your bitcoin you got to hand over to private keys six percent interest on your bitcoin like like what the heck is that dude like that goes that, against all the principles that we learn of of what bitcoin and you know sovereignty over your finances you know like you're taking a, a big dump on your followers
1: that's an immediate red flag for me like whenever people do show like that like i keep a strong eye out for them, and i normally screenshot their profile and tweet it out you know so my followers you know don't yeah. get fooled or whatever but yeah that's everybody was talking about the ballet
0: wallet it's like a hardware wallet but the company that makes the wallet like also gives you the private keys and stuff it's just retarded dude
1: that's one of the reasons why i got a cold card because I thought all private keys were generated, you know, not from a company. Some people like El Bardo and Matt O'Dell and stuff for calling out some other people and saying like, oh, well, does your company create the private keys? You know, Cold Card doesn't. And I researched Cold Card more and I think it's better than the rest. So I bought it and I couldn't be happier.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm definitely going to give a shout out to Cold Card, man. Uh, it's the best hardware wallet that I've had so far. And uh, just just everything about it is badass.
1: I, I have the MK2 and I'm really yeah, me too. Um, thinking about get in the MK3 but the thing is I I got the MK2 not that long ago so it's yeah, like Yeah,
0: me too. I'm I'm going to use it for a while, keep loading Bitcoin on
1: it and and messing with it, you know. I have a Trezor that I got with um uh, my Casa when I got it. I haven't used it yet, but um Trezor is what I started out with. Been using that
0: until I got the cold card.
1: My brother had a Ledger when he was in the Bitcoin, but um I didn't like how you had to plug it into a computer.
0: I don't like the Ledger
1: to be mm-hmm. honest with you. <laughs> Me either. And then I got this one called a cool wallet. And okay. I thought it was super cool because like it's just like a little card. It looks like a debit card. And you connect to it uh, through Bluetooth and it's super convenient. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. But it has like no security on it at all. and I was yeah, like,
0: yeah, I was reading about there's like some type of Bluetooth attack that that a hacker can put in devices that can um, I guess like lock you out of certain functions.
1: Yeah, I started reading up on some of that stuff too, and that was around the same time I was seeing the cold card and I was like, I gotta make the switch, man. and'm I'm, I'm really happy I did.
0: Definitely, man. I only have two more questions for you, but I really appreciated talking to you so far,
1: man. It's been great. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks again for having
0: me. Yeah, pleb talk, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're a young person with your whole life ahead of you, you know, enter in the world. You can do whatever you want. You can take risks. How has Bitcoin changed your perception on your personal future as a young man? Like, what is what are you going to get out of Bitcoin in the future?
1: The main thing is time and Obviously, you know, more wealth. Um, a lot of people I see, and the way I thought was like, these next few years are going to be the most stressful years of my life because I got to do everything I can to get a good career. I can't really enjoy life that much just because I'm always focused on, you know, if I'm going to be successful or not. And it really kind of gets you down sometimes. And then after I got into Bitcoin, I was talking to my dad because I'm a big soccer fan and my favorite team is in England. It's uh, Manchester United. And I'm kind of like, man, like what if I was to take a year off school or something and just go live in England and enjoy my life, you know, get a job over there and stack sats while I go to their games? And my dad's like, that'd be awesome. I'd support you 100%. Ever since getting into Bitcoin, I can relax and enjoy my life knowing I'm preserving my future rather than, you know, scrambling to get my shit together every day and, you know, not being able to sleep at night or be super worried about anything and everything.
0: And so I'm assuming to you the trade-offs of sacrificing some of the fun and excitement in your younger years right now will be worth it for the rest of your life, you know, enjoying to do whatever you want to do.
1: And also with the way my schedule is, I'm only really like super busy Monday through Thursday with school and work. I have those three days, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off to do whatever I want. So it's like I still get a lot of fun in in my youth. As long as I'm stacking stats, I know I'm going to be well off in the future to do whatever I want. And also it's like I see some of these older people who either can't find a job or they get mm. laid off and yeah they go weeks or months with you know little to no money they're stressed out and it's like oh yeah
0: dude like in the line of work that I do in the freelancing world you know you have people who are very very well off and you have people who are like just struggling to get by and they're still doing this in their in their late 60s when when you know they should be uh you know just starting to rest a little more and it's like I don't want to be like that when I get older
1: If I'm ever like that, especially when I'm younger, I don't want to have to, you know, stress out so much. I just want to be able to, you know, wake up, do things slowly, one step at a time, get in my life together. And then when I have, you know, a wife and kids and I have my own family, I don't want them to ever worry about anything financial. I don't want them to be stressed at all. I just want them to also live a good life. I was watching an interview on The Breakfast Club Uh, Like, I'll get back to you on it, but he said, like, I hustle for my last name. I don't hustle for my first. And oh, I think uh, I think you shared that. Yeah, I said I I kind of twisted his words and I said, I I stack sats for my last name. I don't stack (laughs) sats for my first. (laughs) And everyone seemed to like everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a great interview. I'm sure I'll remember the name of the guy.
0: Send me the link to
1: it or something. He has the exact mindset that you and me have, and I I just loved it. You know, I kind
0: of, well, not kind of, I do have the same mindset as you. So, like, I'm compelled uh, to build this great future for my family, you know?
1: You know, you got to be the man of the house. And, like, I don't want anyone to ever worry. Like, anyone family-related or super close friend-related, I don't want them to worry about anything. I just want them to always have a good time and relax whenever they're with me.
0: Agreed, man.
1: Agreed. Dude, so I had one more question for you, but I didn't
0: write it down and I kind of forgot it. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, um, Bitcoin compelling us to be better people through just through the way it was created and what it is. Um, I think that is a good note to leave off on this pleb talk.
1: Bitcoin changes you more than you change Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Honey
0: Badger gonna set you straight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool,
0: oh, man. So so. Yeah. so uh, Dude, I really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, we're definitely going to have to have more talks, man, because this was awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll come on anytime you want. Just, Just shoot me a DM on Twitter. Heck yeah.
0: There you go, plebs. Despite his age, Nick really blew me away with his mature outlook on the current state of money with its connections to his personal life and future. It literally felt like I was talking to one of my old friends from school, but we've never actually met before. I definitely made a new friend today. This is exactly what Pleb Talk Podcast is all about, and this type of interaction is what seriously makes Bitcoiners the best. This is the voice of the community you spend your time and energy with, and I can't wait to hear more from you each week. This is Pleb Talk Podcast, Episode 2, Young Nick. Keep stacking sats and stay hungry for the corn, baby. Peace! Peace out, guys.